Welcome back to On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats. I'm your host, Jacob Shorba, and today I'm joined once again by Griffin Fisher, a diehard fan of our new arch rival for the week, the Kansas City Chiefs. And today we're going to recap an amazing week of football and what I honestly would call, as a biased fan, the pivotal point in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. So welcome back to the show, Griffin. How are you doing today? I'm uh, I'm doing good. We've uh... Our prediction that we made at the start of the season, which seemed like a joke back then, has come true. It's just not in the championship game, but we'll take the divisional round. I never had a doubt. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew I, it all along. Every every Chiefs fan who questioned me laughed at me at the Target in town and just made fun of me nonstop and uh, you know, hurt my feelings like they're all wrong. They were all wrong the whole time, and, and now we're uh, seven and one since that game, and heading into Arrowhead for what will probably be like the biggest game of my life. So, no. hmm. I'm pretty sure at certain points of the season, I was more of a believer in Trevor Lawrence than you were. I was. Uh, I never thought he wasn't the guy, but I was very disappointed early in the year with all the um, opportunities to win and then not winning laden games and it's funny because like that's completely flipped on its head the last month or two it's crazy how that works he's but... won every opportunity he's had at the end of the game now yeah i mean i mean literally like the lions game there was never an opportunity to win that to be fair so but it's been it's been a fun fun time to watch the jaguars and hopefully it continues to be fun this weekend at your expense <laughs> well, I'm hoping you can have a fun time until the end. Yeah. I'm hope- hoping for a good match. No, you're hoping for week 10 to happen again. I don't want I mean, I would or... love for just a win. I would I would take that. But if I could just choose an outcome, I'm hoping for a blowout. I'm not thinking that's going to happen, but that's what I'd be hoping. If you guys start to blow us out, we're probably pulling a Bengals comeback from the championship <laughs> game. Oh gosh. But that's just me talking as a fan. So we're uh we're gonna talk about some other things first though. Um feel like recap. that one. Yeah. We've nah, learned go we've learned a lot though in the last year, so I mean it's it's equal. But um yeah, we're gonna recap some of the other things that happened around the NFL. The lesser important things, of course, but uh we'll talk about that first. So the first thing I want to talk about is the other competitors in the AFC because there was, for a little bit, it looked like there was a chance, as crazy as this sounds, that Jacksonville was going to be hosting, like, the Ravens in this <laughs> in the freaking divisional round. Like, because the Bills were choking. They were playing awful. The Dolphins looked like they were going to win that game. And if that had happened, the Ravens were a uh, quarterback sneak away from pretty much winning against uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. I think that game would have been over if he crossed the line. If he got across the goal line, I think that game's just done. It was, it was very close to both of those teams upsetting opponents that they should have never had a chance at upsetting. There was, I thought maybe that the Ravens could do it just because that they've played the bills or the Bengals really well. But Miami, I thought there's no chance, which Miami's also played the Bills well, but that was with Tua in both those games. I just thought that there's no way 
that either one of those teams really had a shot at winning. And both of them came incredibly close. And yeah, for the AFC, <laughs> anyone's beatable now. The one team that hasn't shown weakness yet in the playoffs, the Chiefs, and that's just because they haven't played. Yeah, literally the only reason. And I mean, we had questions about them in the regular season and obviously some different opinions on it, but that's probably going to come to a head this week, you know, because we talked, I, I mean, I talked about how like there's a chance that the Chiefs could just put up like a one and done in the playoffs with the way they were playing with teams. I don't think that it's going to be a uh, a blowout or like them not showing up at all at this point. I do think that's pretty clear. They're going to show up. They're going to take this game seriously, but it could end up that way. Um, but the other teams look worse right now. Jacksonville is uh, the problem for them is what happens if you don't get the momentum back going down big, you know, like all they really need was one big play to knock them out of it in the, uh, the second half. And it didn't happen in all fairness. Now they didn't allow it, but you can't play games like that. And then you've got the Bengals who nearly got knocked out. Didn't look like a great team struggled against the backup quarterback and the bills who we've been talking about for forever thinking, Oh, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get back on track and they refuse to. I mean, it's almost like they're just on this like crappy autopilot feature until they think they're going to get to the Chiefs game. Yeah, they, I mean, they've looked like that the entire year. They look like that when they got to the Chiefs game in the regular season and beat them. They all of their losses came after that. It looked like they'd prepared for the Chiefs game and nothing else. And it is it looks like they're preparing for the Chiefs game again, which could be very bad this week when they play the Bengals. I don't think they even acknowledge the Bengals as like a clear threat. And then to the defense, most people also are like, oh yeah, Bills are just better than the Bengals. Josh Allen's just better than Joe Burrow. But they've yet to prove that in any scenario. So I think you're going to find out who's better this weekend. Yeah, and I do believe that the Bengals are the better team of those two, but I could see the Bills winning it. And that's, I think out of everyone in the AFC, the I, I do believe that our matchup has the two best teams at this point in the season. And the reason why I would rank Jacksonville, well, it would be number two right now because I can't rank them over Kansas City until they beat them or if they beat them. But um, Jacksonville has something that pretty much no other team has in the AFC right now. And that's just magic. I mean, they just, money. no, no <laughs> they earn this money. And I think when you have that kind of stuff going on, it can either be extremely helpful or a downfall. And so, I mean, we saw like with Minnesota where when the Minneapolis miracle happened, yeah, they made it to the conference championship, but they just flopped in that game after a hot start. And so that's possible that Jacksonville could do something like that. But at the same time, they've had a ton of emotional highs this year late in the season that they've just came right out of and, and won after. Last time they really got caught off guard after one was against the Detroit Lions. And quite frankly, the Detroit Lions are one of the better teams in the NFL. And we were on the road. So I get why that happens. But I think when you look at the AFC right now, I would rank the Chiefs number one because they had the bye. They're the Chiefs pretty much 
just a team that has things fall their way and plays great. And then it's Jacksonville with the, the magical run right now. One of them is about to be knocked out. Yeah, I just... If, if I had to rank the four teams... Just un with with no outside interference, I would have Jacksonville at third after the Bengals. But I don't know if I can give them even third if I look at it from a different perspective. Joe Burrow, I don't know. I mean, I keep thinking that you guys should be the bottom, but you showed the most upside of the teams that played in the AFCs last week. Their players are playing better. That's something that people aren't factoring in. Like, we have all these guys on our roster that are, like, going to enter their prime within the next year or so. And they are getting better and better each week. And people don't recognize that, and they want to think that the roster has no talent. They want to think it's performing at the same level it had under, like, Urban Meyer. And that's, quite frankly, why people are shocked that this team is doing good, because they don't think it's possible for a team to improve. Yeah, I mean, you guys are playing hard right now. And I do think before I was like, yeah, you guys could maybe beat one of the of the three juggernaut AFC teams. But after last week, we have one juggernaut AFC team with an asterisk by it because they haven't played anyone yet this playoffs. And two teams that do not look like juggernauts at all. They look like incredibly beatable teams by almost anyone. Yeah, and I think that if Jacksonville wins this weekend, finds a way to defeat Kansas City, and it is not just like a fluke, miraculous way where they clearly weren't the better team, but they just locked into it, I think at that point, I, they would be my pick the next week. They would have to be if they did it. But that's assuming they win, and that's... A, a huge assumption right now and most likely you know Kansas City looks like the favorite in this game they have things going their way but you've got the historical presidents for Jacksonville as well five years since Miles Jack wasn't down um, you have the the similarities to the 96 season and in the 96 season they defeated the Broncos who were a team that people thought would win multiple Super Bowls on the road as double digit underdogs so there's there's things that are going both ways in this but um, it should be it should be a really good game, and I just think that the Bengals and Bills have kind of dropped a tier after how they've played recently. I mean, I, I tried to think of a way to disagree, but I, I really can't. They have to prove me wrong this next game. They have to look like they were looking forward to this matchup, which I think they were at least to a degree. But there's a lot of flaws that were shown. And I think we're enjoying talking about this Chiefs-Jaguars game because we barely talked about the Bengals-Bills. Yeah. We're uh, we're excited. Yeah, and that's just the way it's going to be, obviously, until after this week. Then someone's not going to want to talk about it. So in terms of uh, other games, though, getting out of the conference, uh, the Giants took down the Vikings. It was not a uh, a Vikings blowout as we expected. It was either going to be a miraculous win or a loss by them, but it was just a close game, and it was their first one-possession loss all season. You know, Cousins played great until the very last play, throws it behind the sticks, and tight end gets tackled, and season's over. Awful decisions. 
the whole team looked bad for that final uh that final half. Their offense, I mean, Justin Jefferson had four yards in the in the final half of that game. That just you can't do that whenever he is clearly the key to success on that team. That is not a winning strategy. Yeah, you gotta throw it up to him on that play. You yeah, you should chance. you might as well put your season on the line with that. At least you go down throwing it deep instead of checking down. Yeah, I mean, this is a much worse way to lose than what you could have lost um, in, in, like, if uh, you threw it down the field. So, definitely didn't like that decision. It sucks. I mean, I wanted to see the Vikings go far. I wanted to see them in the Super Bowl this year. But they just uh, they were a very fraudulent team to at least some extent. But, you know, the other side of this is the Giants are just getting no love in, like, power rankings and the way people consider them. Like, honestly, I think the Giants can go to the Super Bowl this year with the way they're playing. I mean, I fully agree. I actually completely agree with that statement. As I've been looking at them for a while, like, this is a team that can 100% go out and win. And it, it is. People are just not even acknowledging that, it feels like. They have a great coach who has turned Daniel Jones into a possibly top 10 quarterback. He's turned him into Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's turned to Daniel Jones. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's the. Uh, that's, that's one of the reasons why Josh Allen had such a good season last year. He had Dable actually helping him. And now that Dable's gone to New York and he's turned, yeah, he's literally turned him into a Josh Allen esque player. And it's like, you might ask questions wondering if that's why Josh Allen's looked off this year. Maybe he hasn't had his guy whispering in his ear to don't throw it to the uh, other team or fumble every time you try to run for a first down. Literally gave up a fumble for a touchdown against the Dolphins. He. And I get it. And there's lots of players that have gone in this league, like Brett Favre, where you take the highs and you take the lows. But Josh Allen has every single loss and almost every game, it feels like, he puts his team in a scenario to lose. And almost every game looks like the, the Bills are going to run away with it, and then Josh Allen messes up. And it feels like not enough people are even acknowledging that because they're still holding on to the dream that he's even better than Patrick Mahomes and the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. And I think As this we get season's... back to the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it just feels like no one's even talking about the impact he's having. He's actually hurting his team right now. Yeah. You could tell that Dable is, uh, is really what helped the Bills last year and what's helping the Giants this year. It's pretty clear. He's the obvious change in those two organizations. But, yeah, I mean, he's just a heck of a coach. And quite frankly, I mean, I look at the Giants as the Jaguars of the NFC right now. They're just a team that everyone thought sucked, had no talent, couldn't play good, was going to tank again, you know, regardless of what was going on. People just want to assume that. And, now they're in the playoffs and they're wondering how the heck did they beat this team? Why are they here? You know, I mean, I, I think it is actually feasible that both of these teams make the Super Bowl. There's a chance. And when the playoffs first started, that I would have said there is no chance both of those teams make it. There's a chance. They both of these teams can beat the Jaguars can beat the Chiefs. 
and the Giants can beat the Eagles. And I mean, I would I would be upset that the Chiefs lost, but I would love to see that Super Bowl. That would actually be an entertaining Super Bowl for once. The play calling. It'd be the nuts. first one where a team that's been successful for a while isn't even in there. It'd be two teams just came out of nowhere. And I am the most happy for Saquon Barkley. That is a guy who everyone just wrote off as just done. And you get a new system. He gets uh, some time to rest. And he comes back and he shows that he can be just as dominant as he was when he first entered the league. Yeah, I'm happy for him too. And can I note as well that if that is somehow the Super Bowl, that the regular season game literally ended with the Jaguars being one yard short of winning it on the final play. Like that's that'd how close a, that game was, and that's a that'd be a good storyline. Yeah, that would be insane if uh, that was the matchup, but uh, it's it's unlikely, and there's there's a lot to go through first. But the Giants, they look like a really good team in the NFC, and I think, preluding to my pick, I think they can take down the Eagles. I I mean, it's easily possible. It is very possible. It all depends on Hurts. I think. If Hertz is fully ready to go and healthy, then it's going to be a lot harder. But I still think it'd be possible. Yeah. The Giants are really playing on house money. <laughs> there is no expectation. At least there's some talk of Jacksonville getting their, their stuff together this year. The Giants were on no one's radar. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, Doug Pearson even kind of talked about it in his uh, press conference yesterday, where it's like he... He just said, you know, regardless of whether it's house money or their money, you know, they're they're really thrilled with how the season's gone. But, you know, they believe they can win the Super Bowl. Like for all these teams, they should believe that. And no one should be able to tell yeah, them otherwise. Because the Giants. You have to win three games and you're hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Three games. That's it. We've won like six in a row. It's not like we can't do it. It's not like the Giants can't. I mean, it can yeah, that's what I mean by house money. It's just that. Once a week. That these fan bases are already happy. They've already gotten what most of them expected. And of course, the players and coaches want to go farther. But just already, this is great for the Jacksonville franchise. Yeah, I mean, I think as long as they don't go into Arrowhead and get destroyed, and same thing for the Giants, as long as they don't go into Philadelphia and get destroyed, like both of those teams are establishing themselves as like big forces to be reckoned with in those conferences. I mean, you look at um, like how we view the bills, despite the fact that they haven't beat the Bengals or the chiefs in the playoffs. That's, that hasn't happened, but they're still like the big juggernaut. Like Jacksonville should be considered in that conversation next year when they have Calvin Ridley, even if they lose this game and the giants, I mean, maybe people don't want to cause they have Daniel Jones, but when you look at the way he's playing, if he continues to play like that, then they should be in that conversation too, for the NFC. I mean, yeah, and I was going to say that I'm a little bit cocky on that because I've been actually liking Daniel Jones for most of his career. I So many people wrote him off, especially last year. It was just done. They need a different quarterback. And I actually really liked him still. I was like, this guy has shown moments of talent. And the, the Giants, especially if Daniel Jones plays like this next year, they can go right back to this position again and try to make a run. Yeah. They absolutely can. And for myself, I mean, honestly, I wrote them off and I had no like knowledge on the issue. That's where I stood. I was just like, well, I saw the play where he tripped going for the touchdown and he doesn't look like a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So yeah, that wasn't a great 
place to be in. <laughs> yeah. So wrong. Not a great bad picture. take there, but uh, yeah, that's all I've really known on it. Uh, they're a crazy thing this weekend. The Cowboys win their first road playoff game in nearly 29 years. <laughs> and Brady is knocked out of the playoffs. And I, he's got to be done in Tampa Bay. Like, how do you, as a quarterback, see your team play like the way they have this year? Completely fail you in every regard. Your OC is fired. Your head coach sucks. You have nothing there. There's no hope that that team is going to win a Super Bowl. None. They are the yeah, old he... Buccaneers. How do you watch that when you want to continue your career? It's very clear, I think, that he's going to continue after this year. How can you see that and want to stay? Yeah, he's just... The, the betting odds has Tampa Bay as number two, and that's just wrong. There is He would have to be doing it just out of respect, and I think he's already shown pl- pretty... A, a lot of respect to that city. He gave him a ring. Yeah. He doesn't want to leave, but... They no don't choice. have the protection for him. They have unreliable weapons, aside from Mike Evans. They have one he dropped reliable the touchdown. weapon. Who, who was yeah. unreliable that last it, game. In, when they could have won the game, when they actually had a shot to come yeah. back, the first play goes to Mike Evans, burns coverage, drops it. Yeah. And it's just that whole team, just no running game at all. Zero. Zero running game. Uh, a defense that is not what's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the best defense in the league. The, there's no way. There's no way he's staying. He's going. He'll go to another team where he has a shot, and he has to go to a team that is ready for him, who has a good O line and has a good run game, because he, for the first time in my entire life, has looked old this season. He he's not standing in the pocket as much. He's throwing it away more. He's he just. He actually shown signs of age, which is which is jarring to see sometimes. I just expect every game he's going to come back and win. It finally yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, and there wasn't really much he could do. To be fair, it's a combination. I'd put it more on the Bucks, honestly. But I think that unless San Francisco goes and wins the Super Bowl this year, and even if, but probably not if they do. I think they're the team that gets him. They have to be. I mean, he's he's not going to take a ton of money. He doesn't care about that. If he's smart, he'll take, like, no money with a team and try to win a Super Bowl. And the 49ers are, like, the most obvious choice in the world because not only did he want to play for them when he came into the league, but that team is everything you described him needing. Good offensive yeah. line, good running game, more than good, I mean – elite running game among the best in the nfl they have debo samuel even running the ball they have him as a receiver the other receivers are good there their defense is out of this world good like if he goes to san francisco he he would very possibly be my favorite to win the super bowl next year just making that move but they've also got brock purdy and so i think that would more so come down to if he goes there because the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, the deal's got to kind of be that he's going to mentor him while he's yeah. there. And Brock Purdy. Or Trey Lance. Which it wouldn't be a bad choice to have him mentor. But at the same time, it looks like the 49ers are getting more and more on just playing with Brock Purdy. We might actually see uh, Tom Brady go to another team 
Because I used to think it was obvious he's going to 49ers, but now Dolphins or Raiders or Jets, probably not Jets, but Dolphins or Raiders mainly, are two teams that he really could consider. Yeah, Dolphins make sense from the standpoint of not moving far away. And he wanted to go there two years ago anyways. Yeah, the Jets, I just, I think that is a no. They don't have a good enough whole line. They, yeah, the old line's a problem too. They could get a good player, but um, they couldn't fix it all. Most likely, the Raiders, the Raiders are more built for him. The Raiders are, but I oh man, I just think that would be a disaster if he went there. I don't think that would work out. I just think, I think Josh McDaniels is not a good coach. You, yeah, if he can choose, not going to win. And the Forty ers want him. He's going to go to the 49ers. I would just, if I was him, I'd say I'll take the veteran minimum to come to your team. It's not like he has Sign a Sign him for a $100,000 contract. It, it, yeah, it's like a $1.08 million or something. Like, that's what I yeah, would that's do. that's crazy. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, he's probably done in Tampa after that one. And so we'll move on. <clears throat> and this will be a fun topic for you because you get to throw in some hate for a division rival. The Chargers charger it to levels never chargered before. And the Jacksonville Jaguars complete the largest comeback in franchise history and third largest in the entire NFL postseason history. 31 to 30 after losing after losing early, 27-0. Four picks, five turnovers. Well, I I, I was debating between my with myself on if the Chargers charged it more or if the Jaguars just won it. But, I mean, the Chargers, of course, charged it. That's, that's what they do is choke away important games. But Jacksonville needs credit in winning this game. They, Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, I saw them still going over plays, and they looked fine after the fifth turnover. I was like, okay, there's a shot. They're not giving up. Teams that give up are never going to win. And the Chiefs, whenever they went down to the Texans, you could see that they weren't giving up. And it's just that attitude is what you need to win a game. And they came back out, and, and they still played. And they won in the end. And the Chargers just can't help themselves. I I, I want to feel bad sometimes. If they just weren't a division rival, I probably could. But they do this so often, where they just blow away games like this. Not to this level, but they do blow the games. Chargering is a is a verb. No, this is another level of it, yeah. But it's just for my chi- my entire life of watching football has just been watching the Chargers blow games at Chiefs. And now it's I get to send that uh, joy to other people now. Now you've got to watch them blow a game. Yeah, it was amazing. And for me, I mean, that was the best sporting event I will ever witness in my life unless I go to, like, their first franchise Super Bowl win. That will take the cake, but this, this was down the to Arizona. ever. Oh, we'll see. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll be watching from home with family. They will probably be rooting against me if that happens because they're all Chiefs fans, and they'll be very angry. So, but I'll be I angry, too. I won't be watching with you either. Yeah, well... <laughs> well, that'll probably probably be how I feel if you guys go to the Super Bowl too. So, but yeah, no, that that was an amazing event, and I mean Jacksonville was amazing. The people they're amazing, and I think what was special about it was that it was like you could watch 
the team transform into a winning organization live in front of your eyes. Like I, it's undeniable to me that they're a team that's going to be winning for a long time. Unless like Lawrence goes out like Andrew Luck, which um, we don't have O-line problems like that. In fact, we have a tackle who just stepped up and is proving he can start long-term in that game. We're going to be good for a long time. And I think that was just great to watch. And on the flip side, yeah, you've got the Chargers that they're just screwed. I mean, and they didn't even fire Staley after that game. They're not even going to take Sean Payton. They're not going to do anything to fix this. They're going to fire an offensive coordinator and a linebacker's head coach and some other random head coach. And then you got Joey Bosa being a clown on the field. And people want to clown the Jaguars. That's the real clown of that game. Oh, yeah. That was That dude, like, probably is my most hated football player now after watching how he acted. I mean, he is just a disgrace to that team. But yeah, you're he welcome. He fits the Chiefs. culture well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does fit the culture pretty well. Choking. I mean, he he is the reason why we went for two. And the reason why that game didn't even go to overtime and give Herbert a chance to win it in overtime. Yeah, he, he cost them the game at that point. There's all sorts yeah. of other factors, but that moment was, was crucial. I do love that Brandon Staley picked up his helmet for him and handed it back to him and he just chucks it at the ground again. He's like, oh, thanks. Bang. <laughs> it's amazing. He, he couldn't help himself. And it's just, this, it just feels like a Chargers moment. It really is a Chargers moment. You can't deny that. But I do think that this game, as much as it is about the Chargers having a Chargers moment, I do think it is more about Jacksonville being that kind of team because no, that does seem seen like a... them show this over and over. And this was the most insane way we've seen it. I mean, they, uh, this is opinion. Sorry. This is an opinion that most people will probably not agree with, but Jacksonville is transforming into another version of the Kansas city chiefs that is unproven. And so far tested very little the way they play the coach they have, the way the team's built, the way that they come back in games, like it is, it is quite frankly like watching the Kansas City Chiefs. But they don't have a Super Bowl ring. They've just got a division title and they've won a playoff game. That's the difference. Whereas Kansas City has gone to the Super Bowl twice, gone to AFC championships like every single year. That's that's the huge difference. It does seem. Like, this is a, a turning point for the Jaguars franchise. I would agree with that. This seems like they've really moved forward. And it's, it's just, it feels very similar to like when we got Andy Reid and all of a sudden we win our first playoff game in 20 years. There's It was a great moment. And then it took a few years with Alex Smith, which wasn't his fault. He was great. But Mahomes is different. And once we got Mahomes, you could just see it. And it feels like you guys just went straight to the to the having that different quarterback step. So the the future is very bright for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, we're trying to speed run it all, and hopefully we keep speed running <laughs> it this year and don't have to speed run it with Calvin Ridley next year. 
But it would be, it would be very weird if uh, we won the Super Bowl this year and then had Calvin Ridley coming in after. I would almost feel bad for him because I'm not sure we would win a Super Bowl like very soon after just because of how hard it is to go back. Now you see with the Chiefs, it's like they're you can argue every year they're the best team in the NFL, but they didn't win. They've only been in the bowl twice. Yeah, it's hard to repeat. So, is I think a lot of that's just emotional because the first time's just so great. But yeah, they were a little high on their own horses after that first one. Now they seem way more humble, which gives me a lot of hope. A lot of that is Tyree Kill being gone. I will say that. Like, <laughs> Same with uh, Matthew like, too. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. One forgot him. Um, so now we're already speaking about these two teams. We'll go ahead and, and we're going to treat this a little different this week because there's not really a point in talking about all the little questions and um, like the franchise stuff going on. Like, oh, do we have a problem at safety or whatever position it is? I, we don't, by the way. But um, uh, what we're going to do this week is pretty much just talk about the reasons why each team can win this game. We'll go the week to come after that, talk about the final predictions from each of us. Obviously, we're both going to choose our own favorite teams to win it. That's just the way it's going to be, and I don't blame anyone for that. And then we'll go over the rest of the show. But um, first part, we do all things do of all, so I'm going to kind of talk about Jacksonville heading into this game, what's changed, because um, a lot has changed in the last 10 weeks. I'm sure you agree with that. These teams are very different. They, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing with not just like, oh, yeah, the season's over. It doesn't matter anymore, which is kind of how it felt when they played the Chiefs the first time. They're going for the onside kick right away. It felt like they had zero to lose. Now they're playing for getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. Yeah. The stakes are incredibly higher now. The stakes are the AFC championship game already. Like you will be in that game if you win this. And And when they faced each other in week 10, you know, it, it seemed like Jacksonville's plan was, okay, we're like almost eliminated from the playoffs, but we got to make some noise if we want to beat the Chiefs. We got nothing to lose. We're expected to not win this game. Like we got to do something big. And then everything went wrong other than the forced turnovers, which were pretty irrelevant because the game was pretty much out of reach at that point. So, I, I mean, a lot has changed though. For both teams. I mean, obviously Jacksonville's seven and one, but I do think the Chiefs showed signs that they're not gonna play down to every opponent at the end of the season. You saw them beat the crap out of the Seahawks. The Broncos they struggled, um, but then they went and beat the crap out of the Raiders after. Now the they Raiders gave me a lot of hope. Yeah. That was a really good way to end your season. And so the Chiefs look better in that factor, but obviously Jacksonville, you know we kind of joked about it, whether it was on here or outside of the show that if this game ever happened, that Jacksonville had to be a completely different team. I mean, they were going to have to run the table at the end of the season and make their way to this game. And of course we thought this would probably be um, the NFC or sorry, AFC championship because it didn't look like they would match up, but things have played out to where they play each other earlier in the playoffs. So yeah, a lot's changed. Both these teams since that game are seven and one, which is crazy to to think about. But um, yeah, as far as some of these like stats that they talk about, like this is the battle of Trevor Lawrence on Saturday versus Andy Reid off a of bye week in the playoffs. I I think both of those should be discounted and not really considered too much because the Saturday I, thing is kind of <laughs> random. 
And the playoff buys, Andy Reid has played off a buy in the playoffs like a handful of times. He's done it three. No, he's he is twenty-seven and four in, in bye weeks, and I'm counting. That's playoff counting buys. regular season. I'm talking will, about yeah. playoffs. I would. I could not discard that. Saturdays, I can discard. That's just a funny. Okay, so discard ours. God, that's fair. Yeah, so it's right. just winning on a certain day of the week. I'm sure Andy Reid probably has a good record on Thursdays. But bye weeks better, has been He's like crucial. undefeated on Thursday night. <laughs> I would I would not have known that stat. That's that's but okay. uh twenty seven and four is uh pretty impressive after a bye week. And I would say that Andy Reid's taken this bye week just as seriously as he takes any regular season bye week. The reason is so first of all I already said it, but we're talking about playoff buys. We're not talking about all the buys in the world. And there's a difference between a playoff buy and a difference between a regular season buy. Because in the regular season, you knew who you were playing the week after. Andy Reid, preparing for this game, he has to get ready for multiple teams. Because he doesn't know he's playing Jacksonville. He could take a guess. It's possible he just said, oh, I think we're going to play Jacksonville and spend a whole week game playing for him. But the reality is, is that he had the game plan for four different teams because there were four different teams that they were going to possibly play this next week because you had all the teams that lost in Jacksonville. He couldn't play the Bills. He couldn't play the Bengals. We've also seen the Chiefs prepare for teams way ahead of time. We see him prepare for the Bengals. So there's time that could have been spent on that. Point is that Andy Reid did not know he was going to be playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's not going to have spent the entire week planning for that. And I don't think that the Saturdays really matter. I think that's just a random stat. And Lawrence even mentioned that in a press conference. So if I'm going to pay attention to anything, it's more so that Andy Reid has never lost, or sorry, hasn't lost a lot off of buys during the regular season. I don't think the postseason history is big enough to really say much. Yeah, I I still have to disagree. I think if That's it was fine. the Ravens or the Dolphins, he wouldn't have really prepared for them. But I think knowing almost, I'd say probably 95% sure there's going to be Chargers or Jaguars, he can make plays for them. He can make plays that will work for both teams. And I think it's still, maybe it won't have as much of an impact as a, a normal regular season bye week. But I still think it's huge. And he's shown his bye week record while he's been with the Chiefs. And he's undefeated after a bye week in the postseason in that case. Yeah. And I also, another part of this I look at is just his general record with the Chiefs over the last few years. I mean, 27 and 4, like the winning percentage compared to like 13 and 4, it's better. But just in general, it's not like he's a coach who goes like 0.55 in his win percentage, but goes 27 and 4 off of buys. A lot of that is just because he's the better team in a lot of those games. So it's going to be a factor, but I don't think it's as big as what people are saying because you don't know who you're playing. And quite frankly, the Chargers were favored throughout the week. And they were expected to win that game. So, and we also saw him prepare for the Bengals weeks before. They circled that game this season. I mean, who's to say they weren't preparing for the Bengals or the Bills throughout that week? So we don't know. We don't know what they did, but... I don't think it's going to play as big of a factor as what people would think. Um, Moving on to another point, I mentioned 96 earlier. So I'll just kind of recap that season. In 1996, the Jaguars started with three wins and 
they had seven games left on the schedule. They went into the bye, came out of the bye, and they won. They got blown out the next week, and they won the next five. Very similar, because it's the exact same season. And then they won their playoff opener. The next week, they were huge underdogs on the road against Denver, a team that they thought were going to win multiple Super Bowls with Elway. And they beat Denver on the road. After going they down did win early, multiple Super Bowls with Elway. It just wasn't that time yet. Was it after? It was after, yeah. Okay. They got two yeah. in a row. So it was a really, really good Unfortunately, sad team. for the world. I know, right? Well, you guys <laughs> literally are my favorite team in that division. So, um, Point is, this team has played into that a ton this year. And if history is going to have anything to do with this, it is on Jacksonville's side. You also have five years from Miles Jack being down, um, or not being down, <laughs> rather. Um, that Sounds could like be a bad. bad anniversary that could be bad. Yeah. yeah, we don't know, but it could be redemption. They redeemed it um, in week 18 against the Titans. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of like historical things that just kind of look good for Jacksonville. Not that they'll change much. Um, one thing that gives me a lot of hope as well, when you look back at week 10, Jacksonville wasn't really affected by crowd noise. Like, I can't yeah, recall I, I anything that. that changed the game that much. I think and I mentioned that too. Yeah, like Lawrence didn't care. I mean, he was. I think what you said he was he performed very the, well. Yeah, he was like the best young quarterback to ever play in Arrowhead. Was what you said, we saw Malik Willis that I'd seen. Yeah, yeah because we saw Malik Willis right before, and yeah. he looked awful. You could just tell it was affecting him. I didn't notice there was no delay games. There was no false starts. He just played well. He did well in the noise, and it's probably from being from a, a college environment where there was a lot of noise. That that'd be my guess. Yeah, and and so much of it, like there was just so many mistakes in that game, that really impacted both teams. Even Kansas City had some. But when you, uh, I think when we were looking at this after, if you took away every mistake that those teams made, like if they had all the plays go their way, it was going to end with. Patrick Mahomes being in the red zone with like a couple minutes left down 41 to 35 with a chance to win. And you guys would have won it. If you take away all the mistakes, there will be mistakes in this game, but Jacksonville has a lot more they can clean up and a lot more room for improvement. Plus, as far as the players on the team, the guys who were a big part in us losing that primarily Devin Lloyd are playing a lot better now. And with Devin Lloyd, the big thing with him is that when he's off, Foyer Lucon's off too. Because Lucon's got to tell him what to do on the field. He can't prepare for each play. But when Devin Lloyd knows what he's doing, when he's better in coverage, then Lucon can play. And that's going to be huge for covering Travis Kelsey and for Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, that's really where this game's going to be make or break for Jacksonville. So there's good signs there. Evan Ingram is a player who, he wasn't bad in that game. But he's a player who's entirely different now. I mean, before, when you compare the Kansas City Chiefs and Jacksonville Jaguars tight end rooms, like, it's a blowout. Like, you can't compare them. And you still really can't because Travis Kelsey is just Travis Kelsey. He's the greatest tight end of all time. But if Jacksonville wants to compete in that room, this is the best they can do. They have a really good tight end who can go off in a game and was putting up really great numbers at the end of the year and as a safety valve for Lawrence. So that's another factor. Christian Kirk played dominant 
when he played against Kansas City outside of the drop. He had two touchdowns. He was really good against Snead. I'll be interested to see if you guys change things up there on who's covering. McDuffie is healthier now, and he's okay. playing better. So that, it that'll might be, be Zay a Jones, mix of maybe. McDuffie and, uh, and Snead. Yeah, so like the receiving game, there's some good signs there. I worry that we won't get ETN involved enough in that game. That That's one thing that does worry me. And the last thing I'll say to end my rant, neither of these teams are ever, ever out of a game. I, I don't know. The Jaguars that. proved that. Like, it, even if one of these teams goes out and blows out the other one, I would almost predict the other one to win that game. If we blew you yeah. guys out in the first half, I'd almost think you were going to win. If we were down 21 to nothing, I'd almost think we were going to win. I actually, especially won. with how the Chiefs' history goes, with how their history's gone, whenever we take a lead, is Andy Reid just incredibly passive. So it'd almost be begging the Jaguars to come back in. The Chargers just collapsed. Andy Reid would be giving you a shot. He'd start doing only run plays and really basic plays. And if your defense started stopping those, and I mean, and I love Andy Reid. It's just my biggest critique of him is he goes passive really quickly. You go up three scores, Andy Reid turns on to passive. And the Chiefs almost always get away with it. And it's not getting away with it. It is a, it is a good game plan. As long as you know that the other team won't be able to catch up. And the Jaguars, for this whole last part of the season, have proved that they can come back no matter what. So I would be worried. I'd be very worried if the Chiefs took a huge lead right away. Yeah, and it might be too much for Jacksonville to come back against if KC turns it on, but it just depends on how these teams treat this game. Because if, if Kansas City just says, we're going to play the whole 60 minutes, and they really stay true to that, that game would be over. But they didn't do that against the Bengals last year. I mean, they, they're they not just always going to do what you need them to do. I mean, even in the big moments, and we're even going to see that from Jacksonville, I'm sure, at some point. So... I mean, I, I think I think there's a lot of reasons to have optimism. If you're Jacksonville, you're definitely not the favorite in this game, but there's a lot of signs that point to Jacksonville being able to leave Kansas City with a win, whether it's more likely than not. Yeah, and I think I, I think I gave thirty-five. Good. That's way more than what I give any yeah. of the other teams. The Chargers with a Andy Reid preparing with a bye week against the Chargers, a team that we've already played multiple times. They've played close every game, but I think, especially looking at them collapse against you guys, I don't think it would have been pretty. Like, let's just pretend that that they etched out that game after that. They would be the least optimistic team ever heading into Arrowhead. So that would have been bad. They would have got slaughtered. Yeah, but the 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 Jags have a legit shot. And I think I think the NFL is going to have to realize that because I think this game is going to be close. Yeah, it, it should be a close game. And what I hope is that these teams just stay neck and neck the whole way through. I don't want to see one of them go down big because I think that would just be bad for Jacksonville. Either way, I, I don't know if we'd be able to charge back into this game. We've shown we can, but if the Chiefs just simply turned it on, and we know Mahomes, they, like – yeah, takes they them usually seriously. have a shot at the end. He said they were good before they even had a winning record. Now they're seven and one since that game. I mean, Mahomes might be the one to just say, "No, we're not doing this," and just keep scoring. You know, like he did against Tampa Bay. 
you have to look at the defenses that have stopped him from like a last second like recovery of a game that's going bad. The defenses that have stopped him from fixing that have been the Bills defense, one of the best in the leagues, and the Bengals defense, one of the most underrated in the league. We... So it'd come down to the Jaguars defense having to step up and be a, a top five defense almost to stop them. Now, they have the proclivity to make like the huge play. I mean, they've done it. Oh, yeah, they've, they've showed won, it. They've showed it they twice put now. Us in the playoffs alone, like without the offense doing anything. So they could do it, but they could also not. We just don't know. There's a chance, but hopefully it doesn't even come down to that. So I digress. Um, that's all I'll say on it, really. Um, so, I mean, we'll know a lot of the obvious reasons why the Chiefs should be favored in this, but um, I'll, I'll kind of give the floor to you. Okay, so I will start with... Andy Reid's record against his former assistants. He has played them 24 times in his career. He has 16 and 8. So 2 to 1's not the greatest uh record. 2 and 0 against Peterson. I see I didn't know that one. That but great. uh he is 3 and 0 against his former assistants in the playoffs. Which is not a, a huge selection of games, but it's still important to know that he does beat his assistants more often than not. It's still not nearly as good as his bye week record of twenty seven and four, but it's there and it's a stat to remember that a lot of coaches actually do bad against their assistants, like uh Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has a bad record against his assistants. But the Andy Reid disciples have not gotten the better of him very often. Uh another crucial factor here is the fact that the Chiefs are by far the healthiest team in the playoffs. They just are ready to go. And is it, I mean, they're the healthiest team I've seen at this point in a year, I think, ever. <laughs> they It's McCole Hardman might not play. But then everyone else is on the table. Everyone else who's not on IR. And then even the players on IR are recovering and might be ready next week. So it is, it is crazy. Frank Clark was a limited participant at practice on Tuesday. Sky Moore was full participant and Sneed was full participant. So <laughs> with only four people even on the injury list right now, uh, that's pretty impressive. And I think just the whole team, especially after a bye week, they're going to be even more rested. I think that something that won't show itself as you won't be able to see it on the field as easily, but rest and, and wear and tear might actually play a huge factor in this game. It could. Um Jacksonville, I will say, doesn't really have any big injuries right now other than guys who went on IR a while ago. It's like Smoot's not going to be in. Cam Robinson's not going to be in. Shaquille Griffin's not going to be in. Griffin has not been good. So, quite frankly, it's it's better he's not in. Cam Robinson has been replaced by Walker Little, who's actually played better. And then Dewan Smoot is the one guy that, like, you wish he had him back. But Arden Key's also stepped up, played better football. That's where we said on injuries. I did notice that you have two offensive linemen on the injury list Which for ones? Tuesday. It was Brandon Sheriff and Luke Fortner. Mm, Brandon Sheriff's been on there for a while. They've been like giving him practices off, but he's still been playing. Yeah, Luke I heard. Fortner, I remember hearing I about that. I don't know anything on him. He was a limited participant, which, I mean, Frank Clark was a limited participant, but I expect him to play. It's the playoffs. Frank Clark's been electric in it, so... 
Limited participant doesn't mean... I mean, Trevor Lawrence is limited participant. So if we're going with that being a huge deal, it's going to be... Uh, Lawrence would also be affected. And he looked pretty fine even with that toe injury. He, yeah, he's had that since the Lions game. So and, he, and even in that game, I mean, he took off for like a huge run right after it happened. So he should be okay. But I mean, if we lose, I'm using that as an excuse. Like, 100%. <laughs> he stumbles just once, that's why. Yeah, he trips one time. But the Chiefs, even when we were at Arrowhead, I think I mentioned this, was that the crowd, especially after that Titans game, they were electric in the Titans game. Even for the for the whole game, even as the Chiefs were losing to the Titans, it looked like they might lose to a garbage team. Well, that was not good at that point. The crowd was still insanely electric. And then they went to Jacksonville, to the Jacksonville game. And a lot of fans felt like that was just a free win. And it felt like the crowd was kind of barely there. They were still loud, but they were not anywhere close to what they were in the Titans game. Playoff Arrowhead is different. It, it, it is taking out a lot of quarterbacks. And I think Lawrence will show a little bit more stress this time. If he doesn't, that's incredibly good. I'll be very impressed. But I think this game, he's going to show some more. He's going to struggle more trying to get plays off quickly and trying to get his receivers to hear audibles. He'll probably make a mistake in the game. Like he didn't last time. Um, he was pretty flawless in it, actually. But um, the thing that makes me feel good about that is just his mental fortitude is like beyond anything we've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah, right throwing now. four picks and coming back of that yeah. shows a, <laughs> some so uh, he, strong ability. But that's at home too. So I could see it getting to him, but I. This, I think the team mentality here is going to overcome a lot of the crowd issues, but man, it couldn't be harder. I mean, I can't deny that. You don't want to play in Arrowhead. Now, this is the hardest place he could be playing right now. Yeah. Playoffs Arrowhead has proven to be the hardest place for the last seven years. Although the Patriots did beat him in the championship round. That was just Tom Brady being Tom Brady. <sighs> Yeah, I'm still mad about that one. If I could take any playoff game back, I'd have that one back. But I think, yeah, I think the Chiefs should win this. And I think it's going to be down to coaching. I think Doug Pearson has been great this year. He has been great. But Andy Reid with the bye week, which I think is going to play more of a factor than you think it will. I Just with that, with Patrick Mahomes looking very ready for this game, I've seen his interviews. He seems like he's been focusing the whole bye week like he's restless. It seems like this is a team that is ready to... I mean, they've had a chip on their shoulder the whole year. They've been told they weren't the best team anymore. They were done. And the whole offseason, they were garbage, and they weren't even going to make the playoffs by professional NFL analysts. So I think they're playing with the chip, and I think that they know that there's a lot riding on them. All of a sudden, the expectation went from not even getting the division to straight back to winning the Super Bowl. And I think they're going to take this game very seriously. So what's your um, final prediction for this game moving in the week to come? I, in, in terms of points or just how it's going to go? You could, anyway, it's fine. In terms of points, I would probably say like a 35-30 Chiefs win. But in terms of how it's going to go, I think the Chiefs should come out electric. And I think the Jaguars will keep pace with them for a while. And I think towards the end of the game, I think Lawrence, he's shown that he does make mistakes in the playoffs. And it can, the pressure can get to him. And I think just one time, there's going to be one slip up. And I think the Chiefs just being 
a more experienced team overall is going to be able to capitalize on that win. Yep. That would be I, my big prediction. I the, the way I look at this is that it, it doesn't seem like it could be a much harder game for Jacksonville. Like Kansas City looks like like one of the most unbeatable teams in the playoffs. Just in when you look at them from the outside and you see the way they've been playing, like they haven't really struggled that much this year other than just like half assing games, no offense. I mean they did that for over half the year and they won them. Still. For the Jaguars they game for most of the, the game against us. Yeah. Like I mean I I look at that all and the game seems like insurmountable, but the reason why I genuinely believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars will pull off one of the biggest upsets in the playoffs ever this weekend is because when I watch them play, it does not seem like this team's story is done this year. It does not seem like it's coming to an end. Even at the game that I went to, like when you saw them go down, it didn't feel like it should be over at that point. And I think this team feels the same way. You watch the way they interact with each other, the way they play games. They are, they have, I, I think, the best mentality of any team I've ever seen in the NFL in terms of being able to go into these environments to play in any situation and win it. And I think that this game, for Lawrence, this is his opportunity to throw himself into that conversation of best quarterback in the NFL. Because even though I would still rank Mahomes at the top, even if they lost this game, if Lawrence beats Mahomes in the playoffs, that all of a sudden he is in that conversation yeah. with everyone else. You can't deny that. That's fair. This Once you beat Mahomes, that's when you game. enter the conversation. Yeah. That's kind of been Burrow's the entry in path. I mean, some people Burrow's say in Burrow's it. best in Allen's the NFL. In it. More people want to Allen, of course, but yeah, like he's flashier. Yeah, this is his big game. There's a lot of players who who want to show up to this game. This is this is the moment for them. Whereas for Kansas City, they've got all the pressure. Everything is on them because now they have to go win the Super Bowl. If you don't win the Super Bowl, this year is a disappointment. Yeah, that's what that's what the us, expectation is now. Everyone just thinks, why the heck are they here? They shouldn't be here. They're not supposed to be here. They're mad about it, quite frankly. A lot of people are. And I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think they're going to pull off an upset this weekend. And if they don't, I won't be shocked, but I think they're going to they're gonna find a way to win this game, however that comes. And I think we could even see, as crazy as it sounds, and you don't have to agree at all, that's fine. I could see the defense making a huge play late in the game to win it. They've done that in the last half of the season. They've shown they can do it against anyone. And I think it's it's that time. I think this is the game where everyone shows up, everyone plays great, and this is one of the best playoff games of the year. I don't even I, think the Chiefs overlook it. I, I think the Chiefs come in ready to this game. I think they both just have a death match. I would I would agree with one of the best playoff games this year. I think the Jaguars, even if the Chiefs get the A game, the Jaguars will be giving their A game the whole time too. The difference is is that for the last half of this year, it just seems like Andy Reid's just been skimming this team along, just kind of barely keeping them moving. 
preparing for this moment. I think he realized that, oh, wow, this team that we did a mini rebuild on this year is already ready again. I would, and it just felt like we were, the Chiefs were just sitting back and waiting for this moment for so long. And it, it, it feels this, as long as I've seen the Chiefs with, with Mahomes as their starter, this is the first year since the Super Bowl win. This is the first game even where it's like, okay, this is another real shot. This this is it. And I think just the Chiefs going on all cylinders is just, especially since Mahomes has been here, when the Chiefs play 100%, there is no one that can beat them, even teams giving it their 100%. And I think the Chiefs will just be too fast. Their car is just too fast for this scenario. It's just... And I do, I think there's ways the Jaguars win, but it has to be mistakes. I think if both teams have zero mistakes, I think the Chiefs just win. Oh, and even if we beat you guys when both teams were playing a higher percent, let's be honest, no one would be willing to admit that. No one would dare say that the Chiefs played a perfect game. It would be something. I mean, I mean I'm not even saying you would say that, but that is the story it would go to with, with the way this game could go. And, you know, I, I think you guys – you know, you have every reason to win this game, every reason to believe you're the better team. But I just... I, also I think our think story's some... just better. <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. Okay. No, that's not I'll even give you, no, I'll give you guys the story, but I need you to admit that the Chiefs, out of all the successful teams this year, have the best story. Out of all the teams that are predicted to. Everyone wants the Bills to have the best story, but you guys... Their story's do. just been generic. It's been the same thing the whole just year. Like, oh, the Chiefs have been proving better. the haters wrong. Yeah, You guys are just like, oh, we're still good. Get used to it. I think that's a, that, that's that's how a most good people mentality. Look at it. And I like that mentality. The Chiefs were told they were done, and they just went straight back out and said, no, we're even better somehow. To be fair, and it's like, oh, okay, great. To like the 10th degree. It's like every game, it's like, yeah, why are you guys still playing football? You're supposed to be drafting first overall. Get out of here. Go. It's, it's just nonstop. Like, even after we won against the Chargers in that game, everything's clowning us. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, we have earned our way here. We have literally won seven of the last eight. And not against, like, easy opponents like the Chiefs were playing or the Bengals were playing in some of these games or the Bills. We've done this against, like, the Dallas Cowboys, the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson, twice against the Titans who have owned our franchise. And almost every list still has you as eighth for this week. Every single one of them, except, like, one I've seen put us <laughs> yeah. in seventh over the they Giants. They still have you guys. They hate as... Daniel Jones. Yeah. They like, still okay. have you as just not being a team that can win. And it's just... I mean, if I'm Jaguars, I'd be I'd be pumped. I'd be using it as fuel. The Chiefs use it as fuel whenever they went to the Super Bowl. It's just it is. This game is. I think it should be great. I don't think it'll be Bills Chiefs level of last year. I don't know if any game could be that level, but I think it'll actually be better than the Bengals Bills game. Yep, I, I believe that too. It should be better, and and I'll try not to hate the Jaguars if they win. I, as long as they don't look super cocky after, I think I'll be able to live with it. The moment one person says anything mean to me after that game, I'm going to hate you guys. So basically, <laughs> I'm going to hate you five minutes after the game. <laughs> as soon as the first family member texts me, so you're you're in suck. the Kansas City area. We're it's a very loyal fan base in this it's area. Also, the a Chiefs very cocky here. fan base around here. They 
I think they did. We've talked about this before, but I do think they deserve the cockiness to a bit. That's a Jackson, A lot of these though. people. <laughs> no, I, I would, I would so, agree like, that. The Bills they and the Bengals, sure. Well, we'll and I don't the think Bengals. they'll be bad. I don't think they'll be bad, at least if you look at them compared to every other team they've beat. I think you'll think, oh, there's a few people clowning us. But then you go back and look at what they did at the Bills or what they did at the Texans after, and it was way worse. And I guarantee you it'll see that. Yeah. But there will be some cocky Chiefs fans. I won't even lie about it. They'll be out. But I think most of them are going to be looking forward to mo- next week. And I think the Jaguars should be hoping the team is looking a little bit forward to next week. Because uh, in that case, they could really win. I, I think that could be a factor. We'll see. We we don't know. We'll see. This game really could go a lot of ways, but should be a close finish. And someone's going to be very sad after. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's probably me. But. Hopefully not. Maybe maybe you can experience some sorrow for once. You've never had That's... anything bad happen to you in your football. <laughs> yeah, the Colts have didn't you. have the second biggest playoff comeback against us. At least us. you want a Super Bowl since. I mean. Yeah, it's fine. We, we have a AFC And that time when you got another four loss. or five years, and then you'll get it. I'm pretty good in the playoffs, though. I'm three and one all time. So, just that that's accomplished nothing. Did you see all the teams that the Jaguars are actually more successful than yeah, in the playoffs? Yeah, it was like, uh, they were like 10th <laughs> like on the, the NFL. list. 10th or 11th <laughs> over the, since 2017. It's crazy. It's pretty the impressive. Po- poverty franchise, you know. <laughs> From two years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, well, we'll go ahead. Now that we've burned that conversation and talked about all we can, really, I'm sure we'll talk about more this week off of here, but um, we'll move o- over to some of these other games. There's going to be some good matchups this week except for 49ers versus cowboys obviously sorry yeah that should be uh, <laughs> yeah so first one eagles versus giants yeah i'm, I'm going giants i don't think same hurts hurts looked too hurt that last game he played in he just he he didn't look fine and it didn't look like something that one byreek would fully fix and the giants about beat him with practice squad players last game they played I think the Giants want it more. I think the Eagles, and the Eagles, of course, want it. But I think they almost got complacent at being, oh, we're the best in the NFL, clearly, this whole season. And I think now they're kind of freaking out now that they aren't everyone's favorite. And I think the Giants are just playing harder, and I just see them winning. I see them. It could be a a two-score game, even. Yeah, I... I don't know about two scores. I don't think that. But I, not only do I think the Giants are going to pull off a shocker on the road, but I think they're going to beat San Francisco the next week. I, <laughs> I, 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 think I would not by do like that. The but... most miraculous way possible. I see, and and yeah, they could lose it. Like that's more likely than not. But I think right now, what's going to happen? And this is a ton of speculation that could all go wrong. And so I admit that. I think it's Jaguars, Bengals, Giants, 49ers. And it's the Jaguars and Giants in the Super Bowl. Both having like miraculous upset years. And unfortunately, I, I think we lose that game. I could give you one underdog team upsetting everyone, but just two is just a little crazy. The NFL script writers, which have been crazy this year, they'd have to really be off their rockers. To get that setup going in, yeah, I mean they want Bills Eagles if we're gonna be honest. So 
That'd be their favorites. It would, it would Although be I don't think they'd not mind only the... being better, but beating the refs as well. That's what makes they it. They wouldn't so mind the the Cowboys getting in there just for the market, but yeah, uh, that's my crazy prediction. Probably I've got a crazy happen. one coming up. Okay, so Bills versus Bengals. I'm just going Bengals on this. I just think they're they looked better for the <laughs> three yeah. drives that were played. The other game, the Bengals. They looked better against the Ravens. They, they seem like they have it more under control right now than the Bills do, and I think they're playing for more too. They're playing to show that, yeah, this is still their AFC, and they're going to have a shot at taking that title this year too. They're the other count out team in the AFC, along with Jacksonville. I mean, everyone wants to see Chiefs Bills again, but honestly, yeah. like. The Bengals have been pretty ignored, and they even got ignored in this game because why is this not being played on a neutral site? Let's just mention yeah, that. I, I this saw game that. could have been in Cincinnati if that game yeah, finished. Thought... It would have been. And, and yeah, we, and we I... ignore that. Like That is blatant bias towards Buffalo yeah, I didn't... and that alone because now Buffalo gets to host in a game that they were, even though they were losing against Cincinnati, but they get the neutral site for the championship. Yeah. It's like, I don't disagree with the neutral site for the championship. I disagree with this game being in Buffalo. It should not be. Yeah, whenever be I realized that, whenever I recognized that that's what's going to happen, that, that's when I realized that the Bengals, because before I didn't think the Bengals really got that screwed because they got their division locked up right away. But the, whenever I saw this, I was like, okay, yeah, that's kind of bullcrap. Because that has just as so much impact as the Bengals winning it, giving the Chiefs home field advantage would have been. So I kind of hope the Bengals win just to stick it to the NFL for that. Yeah. They can bring that giant, they can bring that uh, big coin back out oh, with Roderick Goodell's face on it. <laughs> oh boy. I, you know, part of me wants to say if the NFL is completely rigged, Bills win the game. But. At the same time, you know, I obviously I think the Bengals are the better team. I do believe that, and I think they should win this game. But is it not also a better storyline for the Bengals to win if the NFL is rigged? Because think about this. If the Bengals win, it's either Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow rematching. You either get Burrow, like, beating him four times and, like, <laughs> being, like, one of the best quarterbacks it can't ever. It can't like off of that, or you have Mahomes finally getting the upset and the Chiefs making the Super Bowl against all odds, like compared to the odds they were given at the beginning of the year. But if the Chiefs don't get there, it's the national championship rematch between yeah, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. I wasn't even going to kind of entertain that. Like, of course it'd be Bills, but I think the NFL kind of realizes the Bills haven't been as fun to watch recently. So I think there's a chance that they could want Bengals because of, yeah, the, the storylines might be better. But yeah. I think they're still favored with the Bills just because, I mean, they still have four DeMar as their uh, description and all of social media. So, And I'm, I'm very glad DeMar Hamlin's been doing good since. I'm very happy with that. I think that is obviously more important than football. Yep. But the NFL still is very heavy on that. I mean, and it's we know just better. like they, they like to take advantage of that stuff. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I don't think that the organization cares. I think it's more so certain people in the organization care and others are 
you know, the corporate heads. They know the profits. Uh, yeah, they're. It's still one of the highest selling jerseys right now. <laughs> that's what really matters to some of them. So, but I, uh, I, I would still go with the Bengals in this. I think it's the better game, and I think also the NFL can kind of try to play this as, look, we're not rigged. We don't let the Bills just go to the Super Bowl, you know, because that's probably what they'll yeah. do. You know, and and I proceed to rig the next game with a bad penalty. I think we saw it with the Dolphins game is that the one thing that can that can beat rigged games is that team making mistakes, yeah. and the Bills about blew their ticket. And there was some the calls were very not, even, yeah. from what I saw. I, yeah, it wasn't terrible, but it can. If Josh Allen makes mistakes like that, it's going to have to be a whole lot of ref help to recover it. And I just don't think. I think the Bengals can overcome bad refing. Yeah, I think they can too. They've shown they can really overcome bad anything over the last year and a half. Or Except Mahomes when they play him next week. Oh but. well, that's projection. But we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. The final game: 49ers versus Cowboys. I think the Cowboys legitimately can win this. <laughs> I, I thought about it and. I I actually think it's possible. I think, yeah. I mean, they always have a chance to blow any big game. But just looking how they match up, the 49ers, one of their few weaknesses is their secondary. It's not perfect. It's got flaws. And the Cowboys wide receivers have really shined recently. I think if it all depends on Dak. If he goes out and plays a, a turnover-less game, Seeing the 49ers kind of struggle against Seattle even. They struggled against DK Metcalf, a player the Chiefs did pretty well against. I I think they can win. And I mean, it's, I think it'll, it'll be close, but I think the Cowboys are actually going to sneak by on this. Okay. that Yeah, it's definitely crazy to predict. I, it's just as crazy as the Giants beating the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, well, 100%. I... I think the Cowboys, I, I did write down, I think the Cowboys will play better than people expect. I don't think it's a blowout game, but I think the 49ers are just such a good team overall that they're going to sneak by with this. And Purdy hasn't played bad. We haven't seen him like not be big enough for the moment. I mean, they still handled Seattle pretty well. Was it close early? Yeah. But they beat him well. I mean... I think they're going to find their way to the championship game again. And I think they're going to be playing the Giants. I think we're going to have a, uh, a really good championship round this year. <laughs> any way this goes. I mean, you really, think how can you lose with any that of scenarios, these games? Yeah, that scenario still sounds better than, I guess, mine, which would be Cowboys-Giants. Yeah, that, that's probably <laughs> the one way you could lose is having the Cowboys in the championship game, I would say. But... Uh, I think the Cowboys could good. legitimately make the Super Bowl. I don't think they can ever win it. I would I would never say that. But I think they can make it. I think it all depends on this game. Because and I and I say that they can beat the 49ers just because and the, why I don't think the Giants can is because that's secondary and the Giants do not have the receivers for that. The Cowboys do. Yeah. Uh, I it's possible. But yeah, I, th I think the 49ers are just going to get it done this week. So, 
Yeah, we'll we'll see. It, it should be a great slate of games after. Um, not for one of us still, because um, there's no ties in the playoffs. But we'll uh, we'll have to see how this all goes. And so we'll wrap this up um, just simply by asking uh, each other if for you if the Chiefs are able to win on Saturday, what went right for them? They got pressure on Lawrence. Almost every important game in the Chiefs history since Mahomes got here has been the the D-line getting pressure. And each year we have a, a new star free agent signing that comes in the defensive line and just helps out. It was Frank Clark originally. And he Frank Clark in the playoffs was just a different man. And if he plays, that's, that's going to be huge if he's healthy. And then it was Terrell Suggs who <laughs> happened to get a ring with us as pretty lucky he had two at that point now and then it was uh it was ingram last year and this year it's dunlap and dunlap looks the best out of all of those guys and it's just if they get pressure on lawrence i think he showed that he can make mistakes in that last game and i think he'll make some this game is clark on the edge or is he interior yeah. okay he's on the edge with that Clark. Is, and Karloftis has been good too that's Karloftis a matchup for the ages Playoff on the outside. Court. And then you're going to have Scherf against uh, Chris Jones, probably. I mean, because our tackles have been playing out of this world recently. I mean, they, they handled both. It comes down to... So, I mean, that that's going to be crazy. Yeah, I think... I mean, that's, that's like high-profile matchup on yeah, both sides. Yeah, I think that's the biggest matchup in the whole game is going to be the offensive line of your, your offensive line versus our defensive line. I think that's going to be the cru- the most crucial part of this whole game. I don't know. I think it's Andre Sisko and Juju Smith-Schuster, honestly. The <laughs> it rematch. might be. It might come down to that. We need to make a poster of that, them staring each other down. Of course, Andre Sisko leading with his head. <laughs> no, I'm, just yeah. I'm just kidding. I said something you'd like, even though I don't believe it. Um so for me, I I think the the biggest thing for any team that beats Kansas City is not to get freaked out. I, I see it so many times. These teams come into Kansas City and they get scared. And Jacksonville, could they have a reason to be scared at some point in this game? Yeah, absolutely. But they they can't win if they're going to look at it like that. They need to play loose. They need to be who they are. And ultimately, if they give themselves a chance to win this game late, I think they can win it. You know, and I just, I think that's a lot of the reason why, like, the Bengals have beat the Chiefs the three times they have. The first time, I don't remember much about. But, like, when they got down 21-3, to they kept in it. Like, they charged back, and they made a big play in overtime, and they won it. And it's possible that Mahomes makes a throw like that or makes a mistake. I'm not going to call it, but – or actually, I did technically. It might Maybe it's Pacheco fumble. We don't know. But it's they can make mistakes in those games. And if you capitalize on them, you can win. And so this game, really, this is the ultimate test for whether this team is ready to win the Super Bowl or not. Because if they beat Kansas City, then – you need to win the Super Bowl this They're year. They're beating the number one ranked team by most people. This is yeah. I, I think that out of every team left, Kansas City is the best one left. Now I think they could lose like the 49ers in the Super Bowl. That's one match Cowboys. I don't like. No, 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 no. We're being the Cowboys. We already did that anyway. But, but it's a 
It's a fair point. I mean, teams do get freaked out and they lose when they do. The Texans, after the Chiefs scored one touchdown, they look done. They yeah. look like, like okay, Collapsed. yeah, we'll come back. The Colts look done. The Titans look done. The Bills the first time looked done. The Bills the second time did not look done. They won the few teams that didn't, and they kept with the Chiefs the whole game. It just came down to a coin flip, and the Bills crying after. There's some, uh, some good tears. But, yeah, teams can get freaked out, and they lose. Every, every single team that's got freaked out is lost. The only ones that have won or kept in it have been teams that didn't get freaked out. So if the Jaguars can, if the Chiefs take a big lead at some point, as long as they look like they're not freaked out, they can come back at any I moment. Yeah, and I don't think they will freak out. It's just a question of if they go down, can they get themselves back in it? Because Mahomes could just play amazing and keep them out of it, like we talked about. But I, I think that I think they're going to be able to, to do what they need to do. It's just it, there's going to be some chance involved at the end of this game, and it's going to be whoever blinks first. What would uh, your score prediction be? Um, I would say 35 to 31 <laughs> Jags. So, so exactly they, the same as Mike, except one more point to the, the I, opposing team. Yeah, because I don't think, well, f- they talked about not kicking field goals much in this game. Like, like they can't settle for field goals is what they said. So I think they're going to take a lot of risks. To be fair, every team has said that so, with Chiefs for the last four years. <laughs> yeah, I think Peterson means it though. He's no, yeah, he means yeah. it. He's a he's a quarterback that acts on that. Yeah, yeah. So that's my prediction for the game, and I think it's going to be high scoring. But I think the the defense is going to. There's a chance it could be a more defensive game. It could. I if both teams' defenses come out and play as they should. I don't know if the teams get over yeah, thirty. It was either thirty-five to thirty-one or twenty-eight to twenty-four. 28 to 24 might be more realistic, but somewhere in there. I think Mahomes has to get a touchdown at the end of the game, and I think that the Jaguars just do something miraculous to stay alive. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's going gonna to be, gonna be a heck of a game, um, and it's going to be really depressing for someone. So, But I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and wrap up with that, unless you got anything else you want to say. Nope, I'm just ready for football. Yep, I'm I'm ready for. Hopefully, it. I'm ready to be hopefully more than just one more game. Yeah, I, I hope the same. But we'll see. So we appreciate y'all joining us this week for the latest episode of On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats, and may God rest one of our souls this weekend.